Stack some cash. <laughs> Shit. It's not looking good. <laughs> oh, I said I would try and decrease my swearing. So, Me that's too. one F bomb. I got an email from some bloke saying, hey, we'd like you to tone it down. Auckland property. <laughs> I shouldn't be joking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. We've been talking over the intro there because we've used the old timber before, but today's been a pretty phenomenal day in economic data, and it's probably time that we maybe had a realistic chat about what could be going down out there. Yeah, I said to you, I've got this newsletter in my inbox ready to be sent out, and I don't have the balls to send it. Yeah. Time to have the honest chat about what's going on. Let's... Just pretend that it's you and I, mate, and that the people out there... Okay, maybe we'll frame it this way. This may not happen, what Mike is about to say. 100%. This is one person's opinion, and that is... It's not, okay, you never listen to this podcast again because it's too doom and gloomy. It's here to get you thinking, to educate you, to think, okay, how could this impact me? What could I be doing? What do I need to be thinking about? So that if it does happen, you're not sitting there going, how did I not know about this? And yeah. Mike, you could be wrong. And I said this to him this morning. I said, well, mate, you could be wrong. So, And I said, I fucking hope I am. <laughs> yeah. So let's still crank the content because people can take it. They can leave it. They can choose. Maybe it's going to be. Oh, I think I swore again. Anyway, let's get started, mate. What is going on out there? Um, what is worrying you? Today we had the release of the CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index figure. And it's basically what we use to gauge inflation, which is the cost of goods and services rising. And, I mean, all the predictions were that we had peaked, you know, inflation had peaked and at 7.3 in the last one. Um, and I think I think we've, we've even brushed over it before. And I said, you know, we had that peak and then we, we might have like a bit of a dead cap bounce in the housing market and then I think rates will keep going up because inflation's going to stay around. Just what's a dead cap, dead, cat, dead cat bounce for those people who may not know? It's when the market starts falling mm-hmm. and then it starts falling and buyers come in to try and buy the dip or, you know, find the bottom and then it, it keeps it buoyant but it doesn't get back to the all-time high. I see. And then it rolls over again. And keeps and going And the trend down. is down. Yeah. yeah. So... And then now today we've had our, our CPI announcement out. Now the expectations were somewhere in the region of down from 7.3 down to somewhere between 6 and some people were calling high fives, uh, 6 and 6.5 and or so. And it dropped an almighty from 7.3 down to 7.2, um, which means it hasn't fucking moved. Oh, I'm swearing again. Sorry, guys. I know Someone actually texted me and said they've got their kids in the car when they're listening. So I have Same. To, yeah. yeah. So I have to try to stop this. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to the kids out there. Yeah, sorry. I've got to stop. Um, we get too excited. We get too passionate. Yeah. And then we, yeah. Um, Must do better. And a couple of the problems is they remove some portions of, um, of what goes into the calculation of inflation, and then they get a thing called core inflation, and that's rising it's dramatically still. So basically against all predictions of Reserve Bank, uh, 
bank economists and you know financial experts and everything, they're all wrong, and it's gone higher to the upside, which is it might sound like nothing, you know, 0.1% here and there and this and that 1%, but it basically means that they're going to raise interest rates harder and faster. Now, the last time we had an OCR meeting with the Reserve Bank, they rose it by 0.5%, or I call it 50 basis points, from 3 to 3.5%. And in his commentary, he said we were very close to a 0.75 and now it's looking like that should have been done then because we're going to have to do it next time. Um, the Reserve Bank is actually really limited in its tools and they're tasked with fighting inflation with monetary policy and all they can do is tighten the knees and they're just going to jack rates higher and what happens is that that comes through. The reason that I'm really concerned about this and starting to be honest about why I want to ring the alarm bells a bit is because if we see, I think we're guaranteed to have interest rates in the 6% range before Christmas and possibly sevens. Now, what that does is the way that <laughs> the way that money is created is through lending and the biggest thing we lend through in New Zealand is housing and that feeds construction and feeds all sorts of trades and all these things and they get paid and then they go and spend it through the economy and... Um, Mortgage brokers get paid <laughs> and uh, real estate agents and everything gets paid basically through the creation of this money. And what's happening is when it gets so expensive, no one will take out any debt and the, the movement of money will collapse and we're going to have a really hard time. Um, so people see, I can't afford to service that debt, therefore I won't take the debt out, therefore they're not a buyer in the market, whether it be for a property, for a vehicle, whatever. Yeah. They go, I can't make sense of that anymore. Oh, maybe I'll put that on my credit card. I can't make sense of that at 30%. Well, these are the things that people don't think of. The first thing that we all talk about is mortgages, but your credit card interest rate's going to go from 19.95 to 25 or 30 or something, you know? And that's the little guy, and that's going to hurt. Um, there's all sorts, everything runs on credit. Mm. And... It's an interesting one. I don't know, um, and, and people think, oh, you know, everyone's got rich off houses, blah, 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 you know, rich pricks fucking rode the asset bubble and all that. That's all fine and kind of true. <laughs> um, but what happens is those are probably like your employers and stuff, and when they get tight, they'll cut stuff. And, you know, the labour market is really tight. We're still down at 3.5%. Unemployment. If it, if it unwinds, and because they're raising rates this quickly and then it all comes to mortgage rates and everyone rolling off these lower mortgage rates onto higher ones, if in, at the worst case scenario, if it all happens at once, unemployment can unwind in two months back to 6% or something really quickly and it's not a good feeling. No. I remember in 2020 before we knew what the response was going to be that I was like, it felt like, you know, back in the day when I watched news, it was like, oh, these people are cutting staff, these people are cutting staff, these people are cutting staff and I was like, Whew, this is this is brutal. Yeah. But this time they're they're probably you might disagree with me, but I don't think there's going to be a stimulus package on the other side of it. Um, and, excuse me. If they cut staff, then those people can't afford to pay their mortgages, and then they lose their homes if they get this. Find a job, you get right? this little domino effect. Yeah. It's a. Um, this is why I'm concerned because my brain goes to the next step and the next step and the next mm. step and. I'm, you have to be a little bit careful not to overthink it because humans are pretty resilient and when it comes down to trying to figure out how to solve a problem most of the time, we'll give it a go. 
Um, but we've just got a, a huge uh, private sector debt load in the economy that's about to triple in cost. Wow. So I, I did, when I was doing the numbers, so we've got like a $320 billion mortgage book in New Zealand. About $150 billion or so is due is on 3% interest rates as an average, and they're due over the next five or six months to roll off onto new rates. When I was doing the numbers moving from 3 to 5%, depending on, there's some rates that are on floating and stuff like that anyway, so it's hard to get an accurate number, but it was about 4 to $6 billion being sucked out of the economy next, the following 12 months after all those rates change. Now we're going to be staring down the barrel of seven, eight, nine billion. Like, how much sub- stimulus does Labor have? They can't do that. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty concerned. Because it's pretty hard to come up with a way to offer stimulus to a household knowing that, well, they might not be meeting their mortgage repayment too because a whole heap of people will be like, what the fuck's it? Like, why are we doing that? Mm. Which, yeah, could get uh, could get very interesting. I don't know. that. So a, a couple of things here just from like general, you know, ANZ send out um, their report straight away after it and they just said, We've changed our call. We're expecting a 75 basis point hike in November and February now. And they were previously, I think it was, they said 4.25 by April. So basically they're saying 5% by February. Harder, faster. Um, You know, and they're saying both of these hikes are contingent on global financial markets keeping it together. And what, what they're saying is everywhere's raising rates. We're raising rates you know, America's raising rates, England's trying to, and their currency's fucking out, same as Europe. Um, and it and it could trigger <laughs> some defaults, basically. And if that happens, then there's going to be a mass capitulation because we have a, a cascading sell-off in, in financial markets. So they've said, look, such large moves so late in a cycle are risky. There's no question. And could well turn out to be a mistake. So that's the part I'm I'm scared of is because if they raise them so high and so fast, it could it could trigger a sell off and all sorts of stuff. And that's not a very nice place to be for about twenty four months. <laughs> mm. um, and then if we say we just keep it real simple like that, and that we capitulate right, mm. and people start losing their jobs, property start imploding even further price-wise the share market does too your kiwi saver does like everything's going down everyone's shit in the bed mm. then the and say there's defaulting going on the way out of that or the the way to stop that is then print more money right well it <laughs> all loads all roads lead to yeah more printing m- more printing and that means currency more destruction well, yeah. What we what we'll see if if we did end up in that scenario and we had a big sell off and and everything, um, it would basically turn really quickly into deflation, um, which is where the contagion would happen. Um, and you always find a buyer at some level. There's not people that don't have money. Don't forget this. Yes. And there'll be a buyer for everything at a certain level, and then a a bottom will form. And if it's if it's unequal, there'll be stimulus to try and get things moving, maybe lower interest rates and that could be inflationary again. And we could have 
you know, I can see over the next 12 months, I think we have this inflation at 7 or 8% or whatever. Then we tighten up interest rates up to, you know, 7 or 8% as well, whatever that's going to look like in the new year. And then everything start coming down quite quickly if we do have this capitulation. Um, and I reckon they'll follow rates down really quickly with it and start probably doing bond purchases again, which is printing money. Um and trying to create the soft landing that way, but I don't think that will happen. I think we we have to productivity our way out of it, which is a slow grind. <laughs> yeah, and something we're not very good at, productivity. Interesting, mm. had a conversation today with someone. They said, what themes can you see coming through the country? And Phil and I both thought of productivity. I mean, I'm always talking about it. I just did a couple of money mails on it, so it's front of mind for me, but... Um, you know, the Reserve Bank, their chief economist, has a huge background in productivity. The Productivity Commission have just finished an interim report that's about 160 pages long. I read every page on the plane back. No, I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically about the um, the difference that we are creating in society due to not being very good at productivity and what that's leading to. And it seems to be a, a bit of a theme, so maybe we're getting people ready, but... Just to go back a few steps, mate, I think it's probably worth reminding people that, you know, this is, we the OCR, so the official cash rate at the moment is 3.5. We're saying that it's probably the next raise it's going to go to 4.25. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the last time it was 3.5 was back in April 2015. Mm-hmm. And then 4.25, you have to go right back to, should I got to keep scrolling here? Or oh, 5%. December 2008. <laughs> it's just a correlation. <laughs> now, prior Correlation to that, is not causation. 6.5, 7.5, and 08, 8, 8.25, you know, it's been right up to 8%. So it's not like we haven't been there before in terms of an OCR, so but... Let's unpack why this is not the same. Yes. Because... That, that, hold on. Because people will say out there, oh, we've had an OCR this high before. So then, I got my mortgage when interest rates were eighteen percent. Yes. So t- teach us that part. So, I've had this argument with a few people. Generally, the older generation have already paid off their mortgages and stuff. Did it the hard yards, you know, thirty grand mortgages on seventeen percent. Yeah. Yeah. So what we've what we've got is we're back then when, um, and this is I'm just using housing as a, as an example, but it's across all types of debt and car loans and all that kind of stuff. You know, there used to be 40% car loans and things. And um, back then when interest rates were, what are they there, 10% or whatever back in late 90s or early 2000s, the the price of a house or the loan you'd take out for a house was $250,000. So the repayment versus $250,000 now, or let's call it 2020 or 2021, is so different but you couldn't buy a house with a 250 grand loan or or you couldn't go buy a car with a 6 grand loan or right so the amount of debt that's been created and that the private sector has taken on and basically created money out of the debt is now at such a, a much higher level that that going back to these interest rates is max pain and what hasn't happened is wages haven't kept up the biggest difference is like um you know, a single person in like 1995 
a house price was four times their income. Now we're looking at like last year or the year before, uh, it was like two people ten times. So that that gap with wages versus asset value or debt value has completely changed, and now we're going back to those old rates, but with much more leverage in the system mm. and the capacity or the ability to service it. The wages hasn't increased enough to keep up. Yeah, this is this is doomsday talk, but the fact is, is people that are getting sense. pay rise and stuff. But basically, but not um, in. But even if you basically said, you're you're working more to pay for more debt now, for the same result. So even if you said you had a five hundred thousand dollar debt load, right, and you're then going to have to pay another three percent on that, that's fifteen thousand bucks, just an interest, yeah, just an interest, yeah, yeah, and that's paid for in your after tax income as well. It's like twenty one thousand dollars before gross income, yeah. So you, people so. are going to be needing some grunty pay rises, just yeah. to match. The increase. It's hard in to go and ask for a twenty-one thousand dollars pay rise. What's that for? Nothing. I. It doesn't help me do anything. It just pays my mortgage. So, you know, I just can't work out where it looks good at the moment. I can't. I'm trying. I'm constantly looking for things like, oh, this could end up good, or but there's nothing. Mm. Like there's inflation is not under control. They've, the Reserve Bank has talked about it that they want to sort that out. It's they haven't said it, and I asked on Rebet's thing, and and I've heard the when he when Adrian went over to uh, meet with the Federal Reserve, he got asked by commentators like, "Will you sacrifice the employment rate to scratch inflation?" And they dance around it worse than Jacinda dances around a question. It's hilarious, but I think they will because they have to because so you can't lose your currency. So you're saying. We'll try and kill inflation by increasing interest rates, and if people lose their jobs in the process, so be it. Lesson learned for those people. Yeah, I think that's the option they have. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was National or Labor. I think it was Labor that put the extra mandates on the Reserve Bank. They always had the inflation mandate, but then they got given, I think, two others. One of them was to keep employment at really high levels or sustainably high levels or whatever the rule is. And now they're in a situation where those things are probably fighting each other. So they've got two things to meet. And, you know, they're mm. tightening the screws, which is probably going to fuck the employment one. Oh, That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. We can, we can have a few. I think we're just going to tone it down a bit, has yeah. been the suggestion, which is fair enough, which is fair enough. Um, so, yeah, like in my mind, I can see these really high rates. I'm going to be very quiet because there won't be too many people buying houses because it's going to get so expensive to pay the debt. If you can buy a house when this happens <laughs> and you want to do it for a long-term bet and you can buy while interest rates are at this very top of the cycle, that is a great idea in terms of getting in there and you can afford the repayment and your asset value is probably going to go back up. Um, so if you're in the right position to do so, there's like I said, there's always a buy and you can be the you can be on the right side of this or the wrong side, but... Um, yeah, I just think they're going to probably sacrifice a bit of employment. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to April, May next year and the unemployment figure is back up in the 4% range, um, which is probably where they want it in terms of the Reserve Bank, mm. to be honest. They want to, they just don't want to see it go into sixes and stuff, you know. Um, and the, the other problem is, is that America is hiking so aggressively 
they're exporting their inflation onto other countries because everyone has to transact in US dollars. And as the value of their dollar increases, we need to trade our dirt currencies for their new, like their <laughs> newly priced expensive currency, mm. which costs us more. So there's inflation coming in from global factors as well that don't seem to be slowing down. Um, yeah, it's pretty messy, mate. I just there's no there's no green pasture on the other side for at least six months in my eyes, and I think it's longer, honestly. At least six months. Yeah, because mm. it's still going to take, and we've seen this a number of times, well into next year to truly see what the impact on disposable income levels is for people with higher interest rates. How much higher was the tax take? Do you remember? Uh, 10%. Yeah. And what's our normal tax take? I wonder what that is in billions. Yeah, I'd have to pull that uh, ripper report back out. So we're going to get taxed like 7% inflation on our savings. They're going to get a tax another ten billion or so on interest costs. Like we're just going to suck out. Like I just—it's so much. It's so much. I don't. Un- I don't know how it can be okay. Someone did say to me that I thought was quite interesting. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not sure if our infrastructure is up for it at the moment. Um, judging by the holes in the roads and stuff. But but basically, someone said to me, "Oh, mate, we can just bring a hundred thousand people into New Zealand, and it'll change the economy instantly." And that's that's true, and we'll have, you know, jobs filled that are, you know, staff wanted and, you know, more more tax take and more money movement and things like that, but I don't know if that's the solution. I think we just have a hard time and you just have to try and save and keep your job and pay your debt and keep moving, and then eventually the market will change around. We bring in people from the Philippines, though, as an example, yeah, and then the money just goes offshore to them because that's what they're coming here for you know they obviously still transact here a portion of it but they're trying as hard as they can to spend as little as possible mm. to fire it all back but shit will get built faster I guess and things will, will move ahead but yeah interesting times yeah I I um the, the thing that before I forget people need to remember that the squeeze is still coming and We've been talking about this for, yeah, I feel like, the whole year. Yeah, this is the one that I'm like, seriously, like, this is the warning shot. <laughs> yeah. Get it sorted. Like, if you can, just and sort something out, start saving now. Like, try and protect yourself, try and make a little bit more money or whatever, because I think there's going to be some pain. And be careful with debt levels. Like, be careful with, you know, that's why there's been so much content around, fuck, buy now, pay later. Did the F-bomb there. But your credit <laughs> card, like, drop it, clean it up. Yeah. Because Christmas is coming. Incomes are being squeezed. Inflation's still here. Yeah. Shock. Yeah. You know, didn't we make a video? I map, mapped it out how long it's yeah. going to be here for <laughs> yeah. and where we are with how far to go. Like, we're trying to teach people what can you do. Like I said off here, like, uh, we talked about this for ages beforehand and I pretty much predicted, like, exactly this was what is happening right now ages ago, but now it's here and I'm like, oh, this sucks. I was hoping so much that I was wrong. And what's coming... It, I could still be wrong, but it feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, two things. So I said to a client this morning, the problem for most Kiwis is they grow up and get taught that their home is their biggest asset when I believe they should be taught that they are their biggest asset. Bingo. So when you log in and check the value of your house, 
ask yourself, why am I looking at this? Isn't Did I buy this for somewhere to invest in or did I buy this for somewhere to live? Now, maybe forget about your house going up in value for the next three years. Does it really matter? Weren't you going to be there forever? Weren't you going to be there for 10 years, for seven years, for five years? Who gives a fuck what it's doing in the next one, <laughs> two or three years, right? What can you do about yourself? Can you log in somewhere online and be like, how valuable am I right now? How can I become more valuable? What else can I do to protect myself, my family, my income levels, the money that's going out? Maybe there's some conservation mode that needs to be gone into for some people. Now, that sounds easier said than done, but we're trying to provide all of these tools for a long time now with different examples of put this on your social media and see if you can get some side hustle income. Who's got the money? The boomers might have it. And it's just being practical. It's not saying that the whole thing's just going to capitulate and who knows, you know, we could wake up in a week's time and Russia have pushed a button on Ukraine, for instance, and who knows what the world looks like after that. But remember, one thing keeps ringing in my ear, and it is from the Minister of Debt or the Minister of Finance, and that is <laughs> we, we are in a very good position to handle anything that comes our way because our levels of debt are a lot lower than other countries around the world. That means we have more ability to print. Exactly. Mm. And they will. They will they, they will bail cause, because we live in a society now of a non fail non fail regime. Like unless it's out of their control. If it's in their control, they will try and save people. Which I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but that is just the environment or my take on the world that we live in now is basically if we can kind of stop someone from completely failing, then we will we will do that. And I think that the message for a long time has been we're in a good position, we're in a good position. We then re-looked at it. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna redefine the way that we can actually borrow debt as well. And you know what? We're actually <laughs> they did that. we're only at about thirty percent of the hundred percent we could be borrowing before we then compare ourselves to the other countries again and go, Oh, look at us. We're in a way better position. We could get some more. But all of that stuff has consequences and so you know, as we say, there's never been more money in the system. No. How can you get your hands on a little bit of it and then just figure out how much do you actually need to live the life that you want? Is it time to cut back on an expensive hobby that you've got that really you don't need to be dropping six grand a year on that anymore? Or is it, yep, yeah, maybe I will get one less set of nails done, you know, this year or something like what can you kind of move what levers have you got to pull we all need to be thinking about what levers we have to pull because we're not in control of inflation we're not in control of interest rates unless you're fixing them and doing that shit ahead of other people and whatnot and there will be a number of things that we won't be in control of and every time we look at them we'll feel even more out of control which will make us worry more and feel negative and feel yuck and feel hopeless so how can you move back to a place of what things can I control? Because who knows how long this is going to go on for? You know, there's smart people that we listen to that say, well, get ready for a lost decade. Yeah. 10 years of no growth, 10 years yeah. of going backwards, and then we can start <laughs> to rebuild. That's so hard for people to understand. And your parents aren't going to get that concept because we're They've never lived age. through it either. Yeah. And for 40 years, buy a house, get a rental. You know, you can leverage off of that. Oh, it's just beautiful, bloody beautiful. There's no, you don't even have to pay any tax yeah, on it. Yeah, I mean, bonds, share markets, and housing has been a one-way bet for 40 years. Yeah, that's a, um, quite a long time. You know, that's basically the boomers' generation, 20s to their 60s, say. 
It's basically, yeah. Where they've had a free shot at the dart. I mean, Ray Dalio says we're about to go through a period. And he's, I mean, he's talking about the globe. And I don't know. He doesn't know about, well, he probably does. But he doesn't talk directly about New Zealand. But everything global will affect us probably in some way. And he's saying you're about to go through a time that you have never experienced but has happened before in history. Mm. And he references various periods of time, you know, um, with money printing and then the, the cost of it. And we're in the cost of it period now which because we, we overdid it with the lockdown response and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I just think, like, for me, mate, like, what I'm doing is just, I mean, it looks like I'm just going on holidays and stuff, but that was all paid for, like, a while ago, right? But I'm actually just saving. Mm. Um, just trying to batten down the hatches a bit, um, not take on any debt, not taking too much risk, um, really calculated risk, like, even the stuff that I'm playing within the share market, like if I'm going short on the share market, it's a percentage that I'm okay with and things like that. So I, I'm I'm probably more about preserving capital right now. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, there's always going to be a time like COVID again or something, you know, that, that happened and it sends asset prices through the roof and you can go and get rich again. But I think right now is a time to be patient and just hunker down and, and try and protect yourself, eh? So maybe stack cash if you can or, yeah, I guess it depends you know, what stage you're at as we speak about but what's what's going on for people but trying to clear high interest debt because that's going to get more expensive. Oh, man. Not giving yourself the temptation. We're going into Christmas period where Kiwis love to reach for a credit card. It's inflationary. Yeah. Christmas, you know, is, Christmas is a good inflationary period. <laughs> they're going to have more data to back up the Kiwis. <laughs> Because I don't think they're going to get it yet. They're still going to go, well, I can still, my, my buy now, pay later balance is still, you know, four grand or I've got four grand available credit there. Mm. But then the new interest rate might kick in. It's like, oh, should I couldn't meet that that week? How did that happen? Or, oh, my car loan payment's way more expensive than it used to be. Yeah, all of that stuff's coming. Because people don't understand what inflation is and what that means the Reserve Bank will do. But I'm just telling you, like, the basics are that it means interest rates have to go up. They're going to grow up and they're going to go up aggressively. And that's going to have a flow-on effect to everyone, not just people with mortgages, because people that have mortgages are, you know, employees that want higher incomes to pay their mortgages, and then they're also employers that are, their incomes are getting squeezed because of it, and then they can't pay the employee that's asking for it, and it just turns into a bit of a tit-for-tat show, and it's going to be a hard time. You do want to be a good negotiator in this period. <laughs> um, a couple of things to finish on, mate. One... Ray Daly, I don't think we've spoken about it. Big on cash is trash. He's come out and said, yeah. things change, right? He said, when the data changes, I'm happy to change my mind. Yeah. And he's been on a, a 10 or 15 year tirade of calling cash trash and you need to be in asset classes and all that. And he said, I am now cash neutral, mm. which is basically like there is no net loss or net gain from saving in cash. Um. Basically, it's safety value is justified because he sees <laughs> everything else unwinding. <laughs> and remember, too, that the way what Mikey just said about before of like, right, I'm, I'm battening down the hatches, I'm saving at the moment. That is literally the mindset that the Reserve Bank want us to have. Like that's what they're trying to create, right? Okay, we want you fuckers out there to stop spending so we can get this inflation <laughs> down. So chill out. 
and put some aside or stop spe- you know stop just going and blitzing it on whatever and just and just rethink your behavior now also for the younger people that have only started investing recently you know you, there's three things you probably would have heard or the main two like buy the dip buy the dip buy the dip and so it's like oh maybe I should be because it's going down or like oh everything's on sale everything's on sale or I'll just dollar cost average in just like keep buying which is like all good and well over a very long period of time right like those are sayings and things that have been around for a long time but what you need to understand is you still need to have cash because that gives you options or the ability to go, shit, I can pay for that because I don't want to have to sell those shares because I feel like I'm going to lose 30% on my plexus shares or 75% or whatever it is, you know, because you you're logging 75% in. on yours, eh? 100%, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can give the exact figure if you want. And then it's like, oh, but I can't sell those because they're down. High chance you look at your shares, his portfolio at the moment, the whole thing could be going down. So... There is there was a, a time there it was like, okay, inflation's not that high, um, the share market's still moving along, like dollar cost average in, et cetera, and you, you you know, you don't need heaps of cash, but then like Ray Dalio's saying, he's saying actually, maybe it's neutral, cop a bit of the inflation, yep, it's it's still getting eroded away, your purchasing power's getting eroded away, but just about wherever you put it at the moment. It will erode faster. <laughs> yeah, because reminder, you know, people out there, professional investors, spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year on their own strategies, and then there's heaps of them doing that, and then they've built algorithms that you're competing with, and you're thinking, I reckon Air New Zealand's a good bet, because eh? more people are travelling. Yeah, I'll put all my money in there. Well, and, yeah, and then bang, something happens to the supply chain of oil, and you're like. <laughs> They go down 30%. That? I was going to use that to pay for all of my Christmas funds or whatever. So, you know, just be a little bit careful as to the blanket easy advice of kind of like, oh, just keep buying. Maybe you do want to have an emergency fund stacked aside as well and just some cash that you can call upon should you need to. And it could be in a year's time you go, well, you know, I can't believe it's gone. The share market went down another 30%. Like, Maybe I should start buying again now because I don't actually need all this cash that I've stacked here. Maybe I could cut it in half and start investing in dollar cost average in. Yeah, yeah, I think um, it's probably reasonably sound. Eh? I I just wouldn't touch anything right now. <laughs> it would have to be pretty amazing for me to jump into something. Mm. Everything um, looks everything looks risky, right? Like, and everything is risky, even holding cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it just feels like everything is just teetering. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess even as an example, practical example for people. I'm going to America next year with some mates. A couple of months ago, we were like, should we probably move all of our NZD that we're going to take over there into USD? Like, oh, that's probably a good idea, but we didn't take any action. Now, you know, that's a risk. A little 20% expense there for you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time we go, you know, May next year, what does it look like? <laughs> oh, shit. And that that's what we're all playing with at the moment. I went to Australia on the weekend. Oh, every withdrawal, I'm like, okay. New Zealand's currency has been traditionally extremely volatile. I think, in terms of foreign exchange traders, I think it's the one of, like the tenth most traded currency in the world, or fifteenth, or something like that. So, we get these swings, but right now, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we're just in a bit of a, in a bit of a shitter of a place, and we've just got to deal with it. But, like I said at the start, like I've been, I fight my my bearish view the whole time. 
This is worst case scenario. I think it's going to be bad, but I really hope I'm wrong and that interest rates just go up to 6% and then by the middle of next year, they're down at 5 or 4 and a half or whatever. Yeah. I just can't see that. Um, I think as well, a lot of people would already be saying to you, like, Mikey, it is bad. My house price has gone down, but interest costs have gone up. I log into my KiwiSaver. Where's my 10 grand gone that was there? I think, I think... uh, I don't think maybe maybe there's a bit of that round and it's starting to be seen, but all we've lost really is the froth from COVID. We haven't seen the like previous a, a any break. any any loss from the previous purchasing and people investing from twenty, you know, early twenty twenty prior. Back oh, did you 19. not get in at the top of the market? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. We've only <laughs> lost the froth, the idiots. <laughs> Brutal, brutal. <laughs> Tell me to read out those numbers of my share market yeah. portfolio again. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the froth has been evaporated now. I think I read something today that Auckland's down 17%, Wellington 19 ASB said, you know, we expect it to be 24 now. Um, what What do you mean, 24 now? A 24% oh, drop, drop in, in house, house prices, prices from yep. the high. Yeah. Um, you know, like, if we have a – if we get to 30%, that's a crash. And if mm. we get there, it'll probably go 40. That's pretty bad. Remember that Money Mail week two, the very first thing I sent out was a very simple week-to-week cash flow. What money do you have coming in? What money do you have going out? And is that money, you, you need to do that every month because things could be changing. Now, the other thing you could do is make a copy of that and actually scenario plan. One thing we did for clients at the start of the year is we said, we would like you to forecast what your year looks like with 20% less sales. I remember that. Mm. Mm. Oh, we don't have to, I have to do that for, I don't want to set my sights at 80% of last year. And this is sometimes about being practical. Okay, if we only got 80% of our sales, but mostly for people listening to this, it would be, okay, if my interest is going to go up by X, then what does that look like for my net cash position? Like, am I going to run out of money? How often am I going to be able to save anything? What am I going to have to tinker in my budget? And I'm always trying to encourage people to go, well, how can I add money to the top line? That's why I'm so massive on can you build a side hustle? Can you figure out how to sell some shit? You know, because we don't get taught how to add extra income back in. Usually all financial budgeting money advice is basically like, how do you spend less? Because that's really easy and anyone can come up with ways to do that and Mm. find some ways. But you know, do some scenarios, especially if you've got mortgages or you know that, you know, you're like, I look at over the last couple of years, my life insurance, for instance, has gone from like $76 to $96. And yeah. if you're not plugging that shit into your cash flow each month, then you're not even aware of that. Yeah. But that's 20 bucks a fortnight. There's 500 bucks gone after tax. So let's say it's like 800 bucks. Oh, Jesus, there's 800 bucks of my income. Yeah, man. Go on. My five coffees a day costs like fucking $35 now, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's an expensive five, seven, seven, seven day a week habit. And they're only from mobile, those things, you know? <laughs> Not even from Robert Harris or someone. So, yeah. Yeah, I just think, because um, the way that I look at this is if I'm wrong and it all turns out fine over the next six months to a year or two years, um, then that's good. And all you did was sort of like pay off your debt and save a bit more, you know. Mm. Like that's not a bad spot to be in. Maybe try and increase your income at the same time. Those are all good things. Yeah. If I'm right, you definitely want to be doing those things. Yeah. And you um, want to be learning the skills because you may need them in the future at some stage, or you may like to teach someone else them. 
Yeah, there's a couple of things that I wrote down on my pad that's over there. <laughs> Where's your pad? Get your pad, mate. I've, oh. I've, that's all right. I've, so this is US-based, but basically is globally. Every time that inflation has gone over 5% for more than three months, it has never come back down to the target range of around 2% unless they've pushed the federal funds rate, which is like our OCR, above the inflation rate for more than three months. Wow. So if that type of thing plays true here, our we're, we're hoping that the inflation rate at 7.2% is going to be 65 next time. But is it going to keep coming down unless we get the OCR up there? Like, are we going to... Uh, this is... This is this doom talk. Mm. <laughs> but so, and if we look at the US and they keep raising rates and they get up to a federal funds rate of 5% or 55 and 6 their dollar's going to keep getting stronger because people are going to be needing those dollars to go and buy things and that will crush our currency even more, which is importing inflation, which keeps our inflation sustained, which means we need to raise rates harder for longer. Mm. So like the the cycle of what's happening here is pretty brutal and I just really hope it doesn't, like I said, but just prepare. The other point that I forgot to mention before is that for earlier to investing type people, as interest rates go up, generally, like we've already seen it, house prices come down, but stocks do too, right? Because one, it's more expensive for a business to use debt to either grow, to expand, to leverage, to finance the things that they want to do. Therefore, they have a higher expense, decreased profit, People go, well, that's not as attractive as it used to be because they used to make more money, might find out where else to put my money. Uh, and also people go, hmm, do I need to be investing in as many equities when there's such good interest rates that are around? Maybe I'll put this into a term deposit instead. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance that we have a period soon in the next year where term deposits are 5% again or something like that, you know? Mm. All of a sudden, if you see a 5% term deposit is guaranteed for two years, three years, whatever the time might be. Think, well, actually, maybe. I could and then we think it. inflation is going to come down to, you know, 3 4%. All of a sudden, it's a really nice, safe way to get a return. I don't reckon inflation will come down. I reckon it's sticky for quite, like, and we've been saying this for ages, but way longer than expected. And well, even the Reserve Bank said we won't be back in our target range, which is technically the top <laughs> end of that's 3%. Until June 2024. Yeah. Still a long way away. They've also, every single one of their predictions so far has been under. Today they were out by over 1%. Mm. So They they should have the best data. There's something we didn't touch on too. Gee, we keep going with this. One, you were alert to this a couple of weeks ago. You're like, huh, something's going on here because you were looking at what data? Oh, the, the... uh, wholesale swap rates and like basically the price of New Zealand bonds. Yeah, and the they were just peaking all of a sudden. Like it was just yeah, going, the yields right? were blowing up on them, and I was like, oh yeah, someone's got the CPI data. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Which is, so what would happen is like, uh, how do I explain a bond really quickly? So you, a bond is when you buy a coupon off me, and I say I'll give you five percent back in return every year for. Three years. Yes. Thank you, Mikey. I'd and like you that. give me your $100. And then <clears throat> as 
the the market demands a high yield to either keep up with inflation or anything like that, the bond would get cheaper, so it would lose its value because the interest return on it is, is goes the opposite way, right? Yeah. So basically, you could the, the bonds the bonds were selling off. Yeah, the yeah exactly. Yeah, what you're about to say. So the bonds were selling off. Basically, the market's demanding a high yield. And that's basically an indication of, oh shit, we know that CPI is coming way hotter than what everyone was saying. We need to keep up with this. Well, gonna, I want a bond that's going to pay more. We're going to blow up interest rates, yeah. Gotcha. So, um... That happened. Yeah, well that was like a, a week before, like I texted you, right? And mm, I was like... Sent me a photo. You were about to go overseas and you were like, shit, see you all in seven days. Hopefully <laughs> the place isn't capitulated, but <laughs> yeah. check this out. I was like, whoa. Yeah, so... Um, it's really interesting. Like the market seems to know a good few weeks before what's happening with interest rates. You can go look at a um, on tradingview.com. You can go look at the, and this isn't a, it, it's correlated, but it's not always correct because markets get things and price things wrong too. But you can look at the NZ ten year government bond and watch the yield on that move up, and you can match it with the interest rates with a premium on top of them and mortgages, and figure out where it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. Hey, some quick interest rate info. How old is this? This might be basically like live. Uh, TSB have a f- standard variable floating rate, eight point oh five percent. Ooh, um, there's our eight. There's our first eight. <laughs> yeah, Westpac seven point three five, seven point four five choices every day. I think I had one of those back in my day. ASB seven point three five. If we go out to say the five year rate six point oh nine percent ANZ five year rate six point nine five. So these haven't moved yet on the news of the CPI. Yep. These are the same as we had last week and in the week before. Like I've been emailing people today being like, Here are your rates from the bank. Rate rises are imminent, please tell me. Like would what, you like what, to like we need to lock this in tomorrow. Gotcha. Just for some urgency because I think there's um half a percent or or more coming. In the next few weeks, I mean the the OCR announcement isn't until November fifteenth, I believe. I have to double check that, but so, but it's not like we've got a lot of time. Mm. We while away. I see a great bank called Heartland Bank, four point nine nine percent. Shit, that's one of, it. One of your favourites, mate. <laughs> Is it, no one updated this. <laughs> it seems too bloody low. Can't be too good to be true. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, oh, featured rate four point nine nine percent fixed for one year with TSB. Yeah, TSB doing it at the moment. It's a good mm. deal. Kiwi Bank, our calculators can help you find a home line that fits your lifestyle. That, yep. that, that rate probably won't be there next week. Be gone. They'll be like, excuse yeah, me, can we please take that advertising There's down? no margin in it for them. It's, yeah. it's probably like, it's almost a loss leader at the moment. Well, mate, I, I think um, like when you say you hope you're wrong, I think you're saying that you hope it doesn't completely capitulate and a whole heap of people get burnt in the process, right? Cause it's going to be carnage. Yeah, I don't really like it when... People are sad and upset and broke mm. and gets hard work and yeah. But the reality is that um, interest rates are going to be high for a while. Inflation's still sticky. We're getting the numbers wrong. Yeah. And that doesn't look like that's going to turn around anytime soon. There's always there's always a risk of me being wrong because you can never ever underestimate human ingenuity, and we could have something global or in New Zealand or something happen that would be a massive or create like a like an industrial revolution type thing or the tech revolution or some some form of 
um, productivity boom that would really just fly us out of here, you know. But mm. right now, I can't see it. So, you, but you always have to allow for that, and I hope something like that does happen. Tesla smash an asteroid and it just rains down 46 billion US on New Zealand and we're like oh outstanding <laughs> that would probably be inflation we don't need more money mate we have a shit fight of who spends it on what yeah okay yeah. okay oh well ladies and gentlemen look after yourselves out there things are getting trickier we've known this for a while Mikey's just trying to give us the heads up of what's going through his head remember that you brought your house to live in so don't worry too much about the Timber. <laughs> because everything's going down at the moment. Everywhere you look. So maybe it's time to stack. Learning in yourself, your own value, how you can do that, your knowledge, your education, and some cash as well if you can. Ability to save. Mm. And try and avoid debt. Try and avoid debt over this Christmas period. Buying unnecessary shit. Could be that you want to have an experience with the family this year that's cheapish at the beach. And we remember that year in 2022 when we had the best Christmas because we went and had an amazing hamper rather than here's six toys that you're going to break in the next three days and they're all on lay-by or whatever it is that you use. So there's always an opportunity to be smart. It's just that not many people will be awake to this stuff and they probably just won't care enough. But hopefully you will. Cup jumping like LeBron now. Bowl it. Order me another round. Homie, we about to clown. Why? Cause it's about to go down. Swing your butt.